0: What
1: can you? What was it? Was it? Ah, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to Internet
0: Radio Network. One, two, three, okay. okay. Yo, monkeys, it's me,
2: TPP, the king of out of being, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And
3: you, or you monkeys, you're listening on the S&S network. Stay tuned or you will feel. Bang!
0: Big Daddy Cool
3: Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network.
1: Hey, this is Olympic Gold Medalist Kurt Angle from PNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
0: This is Heartbreak Kid, Sean Mike with Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network.
3: Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the S Network, and that's the bottom line. The stone cold set
0: The
2: world is listening.
0: Indie show.
3: Your dedicated home for all things indie in the world of professional wrestling and sports
0: entertainment. What I say, I mean what I mean, I say, and they become anthems. I told you, if you let me out of my cage, I'm gonna pile a body from the sky. They just gave me a live mic
2: on pay per view. if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get a few things off my chest.
3: My name is Kevin Sneed. And fuck Ring of Honor! Fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. Because you have all made it to the dance. Because believe
0: me, this is the dance.
3: With your hosts, Ashley is my name.
0: <laughs> you ripped out my heart. You took
2: everything I believed in, and you flushed it down the damn toilet.
0: You flushed my heart. You flushed my soul, and now it sickens me to sit back and see other people making the same mistake. i the Sun
3: City Savior, Randy McWilliams.
0: There are so many amendments
2: in the Constitution of the United States of
3: America. What up,
0: fierce What uh, to
4: And welcome one and all. Or if you're not one and or all, still welcome to the whole Indie show for the weekend of the 25th of August, 2012. Yeah, I remembered when Saturday was because we're recording this on Wednesday. That's an achievement in itself, probably. But anyway, Ashley, just, well, no, I'm going to yeah, my name is Ashley. That will do. I don't have to make an excuse about it being still my name because it is. and It's not likely going to change unless I lose some really weird drunken bet, which I think may happen by the end of the year. But anyway, joining me this week after a, a week's hiatus or something. I blame Skype or something. I don't know. What 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 can we blame you for this week, Randy, for not being there last week?
0: Um, can I we don't know. The if,
2: plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> but <a> Stranger <laughs> Things die <laughs> every
4: time. I just have to do that because that is. Oh,
2: man. Str- yeah, stranger things have happened in wrestling before regarding names. Hell, look at Jimmy Susumu, who's had his name changed twice in wrestling. Lost a ma- lost matches over his name change. He was originally... I believe it was... um um, um Shit, my bad. Mochiz- it was either Masaki uh, Yokozuka or Mochizuku Yokozuka, something of that sort. Oh, no, Jimmy Susumu, then... Susumu Yokosuka. Oh no, he's Jimmy Susumu, Susumu Yokosuka and uh, I'm forgetting it off the bat. It was either I think it was uh Mishizuki. I had to look that up. But he lost it. he's lost his name twice or he was forced to change his name. Wow. I I guess that's kind of similar to the Bischoff situation from earlier yeah. this year. Even though they still called him that and it was like Oh no, that was. Oh, that was swept under the carpet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that really beat it too, because. Why does it matter? Yeah, did it matter at all? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, jumping into. Okay, it was news. Susumu
4: Mochizuki. Sorry, right there. We're jumping into the news first, and I guess we'll start off with Hall of Fame. Yes, it's back again. We talked about it a few weeks ago with regards to Bruno. Basically, turning it down and can't remember who the other person was off the top of my head. But some new names have been inserted in for the show, which is confirmed to be at Madison Square Garden, which is sweet in itself. The names that are being, oh, yeah, that was that one was Randy Savage, and I think that we talked about that and that we didn't have a clip of it, but. Lanny was basically saying it's over the whole family or nothing. So, but the ones that are confirmed, or we're not, nothing's confirmed ever until it's officially announced. But the names that are being rumored are Mick Foley, because you know he's from the place—New York, New Jersey, or the the Jersey area, East Coast—and. What do I call it? Jersey? Even though it's New York?
2: What, the triad area? <laughs> the Jersey triad?
4: Well, New York, New Jersey, because obviously the Madison Square Garden is New York, but obviously WrestleMania is in New Jersey.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, and yeah, New York, New Jersey is usually kind Some place of with new in its name that isn't New Hampshire. Um, I don't know. But another name is Kevin Nash, who apparently, he won his first title there at the Garden. They're trying to go with people with historical significance to the place, I think. I'm not sure. Also, uh,
2: the, as of as of today, which is, let me see, that 18 years? Yeah, 18, almost 18 years after the fact. The last time that a world title changed hands on a house show. Oh, when he beat... Bob Backlund
4: in eight seconds. Who, ironically, is another name that's being linked. Apparently, he Our, turned, um,
2: turned The tri state area down. or New York metropolitan area is. <laughs> okay. Tri state. Yeah.
4: Let's call it triads and confuse everybody. Nah. No. <laughs> but Bob Backlund was also being considered. Apparently, he was offered for WrestleMania 20, but turned it down. Because I, th- I think there was some clip where Jim Ross was talking on the Classics on Demand stuff, the Legends of Wrestling, and Backlund turned it down because he felt that he had one more good turn left in him. One last run. I don't know whether that last run was what happened with Raw, I'm not sure, but he was headlining the Garden for years on end, wasn't he, as champion?
2: Yeah, he held the belt for for the better part of five years with the exception of phony title wins or at least according to the WWE their phony title wins because you had like Greg Valentine beat him in I think 1980 and Tony Noki got a win at one point I almost want to say Billy Graham had, uh, had one but I'm not too sure if on that one but yeah Bob Backlund uh, of course, WWE's been running the garden since ever. Yeah, is <laughs> somebody like that since ever. But yeah, they've been running the garden, and who's ever the champion at that time, WWE was known for their champion having long reigns. Of course, Bruno Sammartino's never get reached. What, eight years, I believe? Exactly, or seven. Um, it would have been eight years because he beat four, Buddy. Yeah, it's
4: 4,000 days or something.
2: It's eight years, yeah, because he beat Buddy Rogers just after he won it in 63, and then he lost it to, I believe it was Stan Stasiak. Might be wrong there. But nonetheless, the the Garden's been a big part of WWE history, and it would be nice to see a champ, a, uh, a champion who held it for a long time that had his run and even held it back later in the 90s. At, albeit for three days, as we just mentioned before, with uh, Diesel beating him. But yeah, Bob Backlund deserves it was his good place. What's that he had with Bret Hart? One mm. well, I haven't seen as much, but from what I've read or some clips I have seen, it's one that has been interesting with Bob Backlund really kind of reinventing himself as this cra- this crazed, deranged. Uh, well, he ended up running for president at one point, and then just. I don't know what's the exact word to call him, almost like past his. I don't want to say past his prime because he was still putting on good matches, but yeah, almost like a bitter old wrestler kind of in a way. Or he I'm was bitter with- at Scotland for throwing in the towel at him in his match yeah. with the Sheik. I still remember,
4: though, the first time that I saw him, not knowing who he was, <laughs> when it was the 2000 Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah which I saw probably on a slight tape delay but it was on terrestrial TV over here because they went big on it and he just came out with the hail to the chief music
1: or is it is it hail to the chief <laughs> hail to the chief yeah
4: yeah and it was like what the hell there's an old guy just randomly walked in i for not knowing all the history but and I still look back at that and it's like, that's an awesome moment. Because the crowd completely goes apeshit because it's one of those, he's in this match? Which, you know, in this days of internet, it's like, oh, we know they're in this, which is, oh, the nostalgia factor is nice, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a few other names that are being considered that have popped in uh, over today. One is JBL. Which I think is a good nod because JBL JBL has done a heck of a lot. Both tag team, singles, and commentary.
2: Yeah, Yeah, he did a lot of his WWE title reign at 280 days is still the longest in SmackDown history. Which CM Punk's about to beat, or I believe has beaten already. Yeah, I think he's just behind... Like literally, like a couple days behind because I believe was be, yeah, yeah, but
4: Cena still ahead of it on WWE with the title. 380. Yeah, well. nobody will probably beat that. Although, mm. although if Punk did hold it until, um, with the, let's the, say Royal Rumble, it would be close.
2: I could see. No, I'd be past once he three eighty would be, yeah. If he makes it to Royal Rumble, he'd be past three eighty because Survivor Series, Survivor Series would be three six six,
4: roughly. Yes, let's say. So then it'd be two weeks. So even if he dropped it, at, even if he dropped it at TLC or whatever it's called at the end of the year, it would still be in.
2: Yeah, I think for some reason I think he's something's going to happen in that match where he gets out champ, where it's going to solidify him as a heel if the him kicking Lawler on Monday already did it.
4: Mm. And the
2: other name is Ultimate Warrior. There has been many rumors about Warrior. For years. Yeah, for a long time. But apparently they're
4: thinking about it because Royal Rumble's in Phoenix, Arizona. And if they did manage to dot the I's and cross the T's, that's when they'd announce it. Mm. Kind of similar to how I guess they announced, um, didn't they announce Shawn Michaels really early at the Royal Rumble?
2: I think they might have it would have been the rumble but it would have been before that because i think that's when del rio came out and michael super kicked him afterwards
4: yeah well, no it was on a raw yeah i think but it was certainly way earlier than like the month before mania as it traditionally is so and of course then you're gonna question whether they're gonna have a celebrity inductee and if so who would it be and I'm just thinking... Well, I don't know what I'm thinking. Just to really um, piss everybody off, David Arquette.
2: <laughs> do they have... have it, I believe all the celebrities have appeared at a WrestleMania. So far. So if you really wanted to go for a joke, I'd say what? Kim Kardashian. The Miller Cat Girls. Snooki, the Miller Cat Light Girl, Yeah, you know, the Cat Fight Girls. Um... Who's some other ones that... Oh, well, I don't want to even try to come up with any at the time. Ozzy
4: Osbourne.
3: Mm, That one
2: wasn't too bad. I could see that maybe happening. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is an interesting one. WrestleMania 3. I'm surprised Donald Trump isn't in there yet. Wait a minute.
4: There you go. New York. Finance. Jersey JPL.
2: Regardless of the JBL one by yeah, New York, New Jersey yet. Yeah. I see Donald Trump going in this year. <laughs> they really wanted to keep with that theme. Which I think they do tend to do that. You, Either like that stars. or it'll be Burt Reynolds. I highly doubt that, but <laughs>
4: <clears throat> I don't care. To quote Sanctuary the third, Bert fucking Reynolds. <clears throat> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes on with that. It's always nice to have some legends, and if they could get like one off the bucket list, because obviously San Martino's unlikely, and Savage is possible, but considering how it seems like Ultimate Warrior may have... I don't know, Uh, softened isn't the right word, but become more friendly again with WWE. It seems to be more realistic, and I think they want to try and do it when they can. Probably. Something like that. Uh, Now, another one that intrigued me is the Chris Masters incident.
2: Oh, the Twitter
4: photo the guy decided to put put a photo up where he's drinking some alcoholic beverage and pointing a gun to his head. I don't know whether this is the same gun that Kevin Nash had in his Twitter photo, where he was crazily looking at the camera, but, you know, Chris apologised, and my problem is what he put in his... It wasn't an apology, but he posted the tweet, I apologize to those who took the gun pick serious. wasn't real and I'm not suicidal. But why are we all so uptight nowadays? It's just a picture. Yeah, it may be just a picture to you. But if you take all the explanation of it out of it, and you just see the picture without the reasoning behind it, it looks worrying. Somebody with a gun to their head. As you know, I just—that's why it's always a good idea to think before you tweet. Especially considering that on this past week's Raw trending on Twitter, you know that WWE didn't want to mention trending on Twitter hashtag WWE porn names. <laughs> Think before you tweet people. That's all I'm saying. Although I will say the WWE porn names was fucking funny. Some of them were just like the Iron Sheik. Enough said. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just random and of oh, the rock hard and some were some were dodgy, some were classic, and I think those Triple X which technically is James Bond, so that doesn't count. I don't know. But, sorry, I got distracted by trying to work out all these other porn names, but (laughs) we'll we'll skip that. (laughs) One thing probably is worth mentioning is the possibility of somebody returning to TNA. Now, who might that be? Well, basically reports that came out ...saying that Velvet Sky, Angelina Love and Winter had left. But RVD did an interview recently and said... ...it's not that I'm holding back on speaking, but I know very little about it. One of the names you mentioned is coming back, I believe, so I've been told. It seems the knockouts aren't as big a part of the show as they used to be. It seems like when I first got there, they had their own pay-per-view at one point. Now maybe not so much. (laughs) They didn't
2: really have their own pay-per-view... To be it was honest. more the DVD airing on pay-per-view. It was at, it was more the fact that mm, certainly for the last two, possibly
4: three years, a diva's knockouts match has closed um, Impact for the year because mm. I remember last year wasn't it, Mickey James in the cage match with Madison Rain.
2: Was it Was it Rain or Victoria was the year in? Right. I don't know exactly. My, my, it was, probably was Rain. You're probably right. It was certainly a, a cage match
4: at some point at the end of the year, and then it happened before that, and then I think the first year that it happened in you know, 09 featured uh, Awesome Kong and somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's really the only time that... <clears throat> the knockouts to really get put in the spotlight because they main event the show.
0: Yeah.
4: So, but with regards to who it is, I doubt it. The least likely is Angelina. Yeah. Because she's doing quite a lot of other stuff, the movies and all that. Velvet, I can see returning if you believe all the stuff that Dixie wants her back. I could. I've never seen official confirmation that Winter's gone.
2: Yeah.
4: And the fact is she could at the as it stands at the minute, she could easily go straight back into the WWE. Cause to be quite honest, I don't think Caitlyn is a number one contender. Just in my opinion. She may be high in the back, but considering this is a person that won NXT, that normally means your career is stuffed unless you're Wade Barrett. Oh, by the way, the second rule of Wade Barrett Fight Club is uh, talk with a British accent. If you don't get that, watch his promos, then you'll understand it.
2: Mm. Oh, no, well, right now, you really don't have... Caitlyn, in a way, is kind of a logical... I I don't want to say a logical choice, but really, that's the best one. The only other one, really, would have been Eve... Which the face heal dynamic, but I think they might be saving that for later. Hell, it might be a triple threat
0: mm-hmm.
2: from because I wasn't able to see Raw. The only thing I've seen as of now was the <laughs> was the Punk Cena the yeah, the ending segment. But I've read about what happened, so I know about Caitlyn winning. Well,
4: interesting stuff goes on SmackDown because apparently Alicia Fox loses to Layla. They have a match with Caitlyn ringside. They have a stare down. Eve comes down and raises both of their
2: hands. There we go. That's Okay, so I was on. (laughs) Okay, so I read the SmackDown spoiler mistake about the Raw. By
4: the looks of it, the person that's supposed to be the second in command or third in command at SmackDown wants to be Diva's champion. Conflict of interest. Just
2: saying. Yeah. No. It, yeah, it's weird because I thought... Well, I don't know, we'll see. They're probably continuing because Eve and Caitlin still have... I don't know, I see that feud going on and then Layla's kind of give her something since she is the Divas ship. I don't know, it's been in a... The Divas division has fallen into more of a rut than usual. And it's... Yes. Like, Kelly Kelly, even though most people really wouldn't want to see her there, she's not... She hasn't been showing up as a late. Beth Phoenix has been reported that she won't be coming to October.
4: That's the other thing as well, because Beth apparently... Beth and Kelly Kelly were set to supposed to allegedly be in the battle royal that happened on Raw. But word is that Beth had uh, a death in the family, or something happened. So she couldn't make it, and apparently she's also off the Australian tour that they're doing next week. And also, and with regards to Kelly Kelly, we have no idea. Yeah, that is,
2: one's some mystery. Is a mystery. Bit of an
4: interesting one, and kind of might tell you about the future of Kelly Kelly and the company, and the fact that you know she might be bored. So to look at she's probably bored of wrestling week
2: in week in. That's why she Maybe.
0: took
2: a That that is a possibility too she might not be necessarily looking in a model again although that might be uh that might seem like considering that's where she was found. Um but you still have some divas that have been signed you have Serena Ray the the recently signed Mercedes KV who was erroneously reported as Mercedes Martinez getting a tryout, and which was mentioned here on the show that I found out that it was Mercedes KV that got signed too. I'm very unfamiliar. I barely just saw a picture of her right now, and not not the famous Mercedes that everybody was thinking about, Mercedes Martinez. But nonetheless, they are bringing in divas into the WWE, and then there's also the report that Triple H is doesn't, making like, him. Worried of, doesn't like him yet, that he's more focused on building a tag division than the Diva division.
4: It's ironic because his wife's a former champion,
2: just saying. Yeah. But well, it's probably more for the whole power but, stable, we have the belts yeah. thing, than more anything. But speaking of women in wrestling, this is where I
4: might go off on this, TNA apparently may be thinking of doing a Madison Rain versus Brooke Hogan match at Pound for Glory. <sighs> the mainstream media, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Randy. <laughs> oh my god. I've just. Apparently they want to try and get the mainstream media talking about it. Um, if you want to get the mainstream media talking about Bam for Glory, uh, have somebody some celebrity more involved in the Aces and Eights.
2: That would I'm be speaking. interesting. I said have get some somebody famous. more famous, but then no offense to fame. Or really, what little fame she does have. But then again, she's a, employed with TNA, so that's some celebrity, but it's not like. It's Spider Death TV.
4: They're trying to get all the hipster young people to watch it. Well, then I'd
2: suggest they bring somebody else instead of. <laughs> or have her. We know, we know to how, how well the Shaw mm, Well, that's. Yeah. It's one, <laughs> it's one of those that's kind of. It didn't help, it was, It probably hurt, it hurt them a lot more than it helped them for many reasons that came to the point where even if it were to work out, that it just wouldn't work out. Because the Roddy one wasn't really too, too bad. Like, some were okay, but there was some that were like, what the fuck? <laughs> had one was bad? Which one? Oh, um, what's his, uh, was it Bart Scott? Not Bart Scott, um, the guy had the feud with Ray earlier this sh- year. Shit, I think it was it Bart... No, Bart Scott was, I think, main of it Mafia was... No doubt people will
4: probably tell us on the yeah, Facebook page. Tell us. In it right now. But, yeah, that was bad as well. Um, Now, I still, I don't want to think about that happening, but anyway... One thing also happened this week is Jericho's left WWE. He lost his match. And apparently the feeling was backstage that he felt it was time to go because he thinks he's got nothing. He will come back, he said, but he's got other things that he wants to achieve, which is fair because I think, you know, Fozzie are a good band. I think they could do well. You know, if they could play Glastonbury, I think that'd be the ultimate for him. Probably so. He's going off to do fuzzy promotional stuff because the new album's, I think, coming out in a month or so. So I say, although I'm not sure about what happened, best wishes to him. To be quite honest, your thoughts, Randy?
2: That's a match I need to see the 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 match where his second or third farewell well second farewell intentionally
0: his infinite naturally. farewell
2: world codes one wasn't well two of them he got fired and the one he got punted out
4: all I but, have to uh, say is Chris Jericho he, he said he's never leaving
0: oh. <laughs>
2: But, yeah, he'll probably be back in a year or two. I can That's more than likely going to happen unless he j- just stops. But he's hes there, he's gone, and he'll be in the mm-hmm. game.
4: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, people will still love it that he's, he's going to have to be in the game anyway because he's some part of the Attitude Era. Yeah. And then news that broke the most recently, Tyler Rex has gone from WWE. So what a great... So basically we had one week of
2: Magic Mike tag team, and that's it. That's all you get. I didn't even see SmackDown either, and I heard about that, that there was something like Magic Mike they were doing. They were stripping, yes. Uh, mm, At least they're on TV, so I'll say with that. I haven't seen it yet, but... That was Tyler Rex's last appearance on TV, so...
4: I guess that's what we can mention there. Also, Rey Mysterio actually suffered a concussion at SummerSlam, hence why he wasn't on Raw this week. Apparently, he was a little bit out of it when they went backstage and they checked over and they think it might have been a mild concussion. So for that reason, everything that he's scheduled for for this week and possibly next week is completely off the table. Concussion obviously the best.
2: If it feels when he took that slingshot power bomb from Miz in the match. I wonder if that's where it happened. It might have been. So I think there was, one? there was a botch somewhere in that match, which might have explained if he
4: was concussed. I'm not sure.
2: Because I do remember... Because I remember when Miz did it to Mysterio, that same move back in the WWE title match a year ago when it was vacant because of Punk, and it looked pretty nasty there. I don't know if it necessarily was that, but that's the one I'm thinking off the bat. We'll probably find out soon enough or somebody will look at it, but Ray Mysterio with another injury. Hope this one... one Yeah,
4: but according to this here, WWE's .com's article... Uh, they, he executed a brutal sit-down powerbomb, which snapped Mysterio's head against the canvas, yep, which look, that. caused the trauma.
2: Yep, it was a sling, yeah, the slingshot powerbomb. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> Something that our producer has just said.
4: Isn't it ironic that their concussion checking program is called impact testing? <laughs> That's a fair point. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. <laughs> Something else that uh, uh, happened SummerSlam-wise is... Primetime players didn't get the tag titles. Which... Is it a D-push? Or... Is it because they want to try and give them a better time? or? Um...
2: I don't know exactly... I don't know why they necessarily deep pushed them considering there was no fault from O'Neal and Young. They had nothing to do with AW siring other than being associated with him, which might have been what hurt him I highly doubt. They were necessarily in support of it or anything that was his decision. But I oh don't know, this seemed like this would have been the perfect time, especially if they had AW for them to get the titles. And maybe that was what caused that not to happen, or maybe that was the whole uh, plan for them to, for Kofi and Truth to win. But oh know Kofi and Truth have been really just there as champs. Like this, pro- this might have been better as Kofi, Bourne, or maybe not. But we'll see, and we don't even know if Evan Bourne's coming back either. So, or he probably will come back, but believe he's still injured. But yeah, just okay. Truth and Kofi really haven't been lining it up. Like, prior, I believe prior type players have. Primo and Epico really stepped it up. Many people have been saying Primo too as well. In particular, the Usos are still one. If you believe the reports about the FCW team coming in, that's going to add a fourth one. Oh, with uh, Ascension. Is, thing, it I is, is it Ascension for sure? I, they never said the team, but they never said
4: the team. But I just say Ascension because that's kickass promo.
2: Because they have the promo set, they have the promo, they have the gimmick set and everything out of compared to the only other team I would have seen being Graves and Carter, which they have their gimmick set too, but I think the Ascension is like ready, or at least yeah. there will be somebody to throw in there. So you had, well, you had six teams or f- potential six teams. Now you're about down to five. And then I... I think this would have been the perfect time to, if they really do want to freshen up to change the belts and have Kofi and Truth chase them for it, as well as Primo and Epico along the way, trying to get vengeance on both. But we'll see what happens with it.
4: Yeah, we'll see what goes down. Now, the next one is interesting as well. and Well, it's the, it's the last of the main stories from non-indie-related stuff. And that's Miss Claire Lynch. Apparently, the the rumours are that she's going to be leaving this week. She may have already left because Impact, as we're recording, is being broadcast the following night. So, if she does leave, then this is a brilliant story. If she doesn't, it isn't. But some of the facts... ...about this are kind of... we've, ...we've nearly gone stalker on this poor woman. Her name is Julia Riley. Apparently this was revealed... ...I think it might have been... ...I can't remember where it was online... ...but it was revealed. And after that... ...they hounded her. Basically... ...wrestlers heard that she became alarmed... ...with her identity being revealed online as well as disclosure that she moons light as olive oil in the Popeye ride at Universal Studios. Which makes me wonder, when they tried to find the actress, they just went round Universal Studios going, you good? You good? Now we'll go for you. Because apparently there is a photo online, which you'll struggle finding, of her with an olive oil costume and posing with Popeye.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That's her. But yeah, you know, apparently she's a. And then there's actress. the uh, the cooking video. Is what yeah, cooking she's an actress
4: commercial. based in Florida. She's p- performed in loads of TV commercials, infomercials, that kind of stuff. And shortly after her name went out, she removed all the content off her website, made her YouTube channel private, or removed that temporarily, and deleted also her LinkedIn account. Which has got all her CV and everything. Apparently they've been told she's parted ways, but not given a reason why. I'll give you a reason why. Stalker fans. Yeah. That weren't going to let her go.
2: For being who she was. Now don't get me wrong. This has been a shitty angle. Albeit somehow Daniels and Kazarian had made it. <laughs> Well, really, just them alone is what's watchable to me in this feud. Because I remember I was watching the the baby shower clip again today.
4: Yeah, with the kick. Oh, yes. with the
2: the baby, the baby AJ Styles, and now yeah, they've just really excelled, especially Daniels who. Really excels at being a heel. I just realised
4: if they did that storyline in WWE with like Shameless, they could use one of those Toy Brawler buddies as it
0: <laughs> <They could. laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs> then just you know do something with that. Oh God! It talks. Throw it away. Whack. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's going to end with a paternity test revealing that AJ is or isn't the father. Which is a sad end to the storyline because yeah. The storyline was tacky and stupid in the first place. But it seems that as you said, Daniels and Kaz decided to embrace the tackiness and make it even more tacky that it actually became funny. Yeah. I mean how? Claire Lynch was compared to Lizard Man from the Spider Man comic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Random but awesome. So, yeah, I, I wish her best wishes in um, whatever she does after this because hopefully she doesn't get hounded and pestered like she has done in the past few months or arguably yeah. weeks because of the internet.
2: Yeah, Gabe, there's no reason to hound you regardless of the shittiness of the storyline. Which...
4: Also, that might be a bit of advice to anybody that wants to do something, whether offered something. Be aware of what might happen if it goes big. Yeah, you will be hounded and pestered, and everything. Aren't you that person from blah 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 blah?
2: Which if anything, she could have just ignored it, but it must have been bad. Which
4: well, if it was was easily imaginable, if people messaging through her LinkedIn account, if people were messaging on YouTube, if people were messaging on her website. If people messaged on her Facebook page or wall because they worked out who she was, then yeah, you can't really avoid it. No. Thank thank God her character didn't have a Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Because she wasn't supposed to be a good actress, but I think that explains why she worked at Universal Studios. Just saying. (laughs) Grumpy face. Like, like, insert grumpy pace picture here I don't know but anyway that's all the
0: mainstream news
4: some indie stuff now which quite a lot of it again has come from Sandro he's managed to email in but something that he didn't put on the email which I'm going to mention now is the Japanese tag title situation I think we're going to talk about it next week the actual most of the matches the Pro Wrestling Noah show that they had. But it's been announced that the tag belts that Joe and Magnus won will be defended in October, taking on the No Mercy team of Kenta and Maybach Taniguchi. Apparently, Kenta declared himself a number one contender for the tag belts following the win over the former champions this past weekend. And in a few days... In the few days since that match happened, the NOAA committee obviously felt the same. My only problem is, if he declared himself a number one contender, why did he name himself a tag team partner?
2: He's already in a stable. Kent, no. he's in no mercy.
0: Uh,
4: apparently, Kent is also the current contender for the heavyweight title for the show, which is happening in
2: September. It's going to be interesting seeing him. I think it's Yamashima yeah, still the champ. Yeah, Kent has really taken off, and Noah, we well, just came back from injury at that same show where Joe and Magnus won the GHC uh, Tag Team titles. Now, Kent and Taneguchi, uh, Maybach Tenaguchi, who's the newest member of No Mercy, they're teaming up. Excuse me to take him on. Then No Mer- uh they're pretty much like the lead heel stable, and uh, Noah Kenta being the leader. Even though he's really popular with the crowd, especially the women.
4: Just to clarify, the Kenta we're talking about isn't the Kenta
2: Kobayashi. Uh, Ken, uh not Kenta Kobayashi. This is Kenta with all capitals, spelled K-E-N-T-A. The one who used the one who uses a go to sleep, which CM Punk stole Shiny slash bizarre. borrowed. No, he did do. He doesn't. He uses he probably has done a Shining Wizard, but he doesn't use that or the high knee, the other movie stole or the the, the uh, shit, the flurry that CM Punk does with the slap, the back fist and the kick he stole from Kenta. Why should it say stole, stole, borrowed or use, whatever the word is? I, I or he copied. From...
4: Wizard, who uses the Shining Wizard a lot then in Japan?
2: Uh, Keiji Muto, the Muta, uh, yeah. Well, Punk used to use the wizard back in the uh ROH, the indie days, as a bit of a secondary finisher,
4: yeah. But he's kind of brought that back as part of the
2: because it's kind of a shining wizard into a bulldog, isn't it? Somewhat, yeah. That well, it's like, they've said it more as like a high knee, which it kind of is, but still, in a way, a shining
4: wizard. We've also got some more news from Sandro that he emailed in to us. You can do the same for the time being at the minute with this by contacting sns.twis at yahoo.com. I'll mention it again probably at the end of the show, but we're going to hopefully get another email set up for you in the next few weeks or established once me and Randy have sorted everything out that we need to we should be able to get that I'd say probably realistically I'd say probably mid-September-ish give us a couple of weeks and then you can email there I can't remember what it is off the top of my head so I'll probably have to tell you next week so we can have some of them as test emails or something but Sandro tells us that there's Interesting news regarding Luchas in that the new Mystico might be injured. Apparently, this Monday night, he was running from the ramp into the ring and his foot slipped on the top rope and fell badly into the ring. Apparently, his right knee was swelling and had to be stretched out. The crowd thought he just botched and the crowd just laughed, not realising that he was actually injured. CML, CMLL had a press conference. Uh earlier this week announcing a few matches to their show but there was no mention of the Mystico incident and it'd be really bad form not to let the press know about Mystico being injured which no it's a fair point if he is hurt and he's supposed to be part of the anniversary show and they didn't mention him it's a bit worrying but no. Mm. also Dragon Gates Ricochet had a successful debut winning his debut match for the DTU promotion the lucha libre expo also the current iwgp junior tag champs rocky romero and alex kolsoff return to mexico to do a show for the legend promotion at the end of august so 30th of it's 30th of august is next thursday this coming thursday also joining them apparently will be chris masters that's funny mentioned him earlier all three will be apparently teaming up in the main events it's going to be a six man tag match I'm guessing and then warning there is a spoiler here at the recent AAA TV tapings it was revealed that Dragon Gate Samurai Del Sol was a surprise wrestler Ooh! he teamed with Joe Lyder and Phoenix who was replacing Hooventude who was injured Losing to Dagger, Dark Dragon, and Psychosis. Zima Ion also appeared
2: to tease a AAA TNA ma- title match. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. He's appeared at in AAA in the past, uh, Zima Ion, when he was better known as Shima Zion. Triple
4: A is obviously. Triple A has already got the TNA connection because of Jarrett, Angle, yeah. and Abyss, and. Anybody else?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, Conan, well, Conan when he was there, but yeah.
4: Yeah. And then, with regards to some Japanese slash US news, the Sacramento Wrestling Federation will be hosting two IWGP title matches at the show that's happening this weekend at the Buck County Fair. It's part of a new tie up with New Japan, apparently. Shinzuke Nakamura make his first defence of the IWJP Intercontinental title against Oliver John and Rocky Romero and Kozlov or sorry Alex Kolsoff will defend their junior tag team titles against Alex Shelley and AJ Kirsch. AJ mm. Kirsch was from I believe Tough Enough. The last series was it? Yeah. Yeah. And also New Japan Rising Stars Kushida is set to challenge for the Sacramento Wrestling Federation heavyweight title that is currently held by Dave Dutra. I don't know if, uh, is. Have you seen anything of Kushida, Randy?
2: Yeah, Kushida is... He's all right. He's one of the... the he's one of the rising junior heavyweights there in New Japan. He's not really... He he's a contender there, but he's never he's not really the top guy in terms of the junior heavyweights. I'd still say the ace there is um, is Prince Devitt, and then you have like low low key your champion now Kota Ibushi, You have possibly well uh, what's his name? I can't think of it now. Um, um well, Ruske Taguchi, Devitt's partner. Also, this year's uh, Best the super juniors winner because she kind of lower, kind of rank down there, but he's still pretty formidable junior heavyweight who has a corkscrew moonsault as finisher called Stardust Express.
4: Yeah, and final bit of news actually comes from Randy with regards to Ring oh. of Honor.
2: Yes, death before Dishonored, The next i pay, the next offering from ROH on iPay-Per-View, emanating from Chicago, Illinois, which has already already announces Kevin Steen versus Rhino. ACH set to make an appearance and also set to make an appearance. We reported on him apparently not being in Ring of Honor anymore, but he's making an appearance here. That is the American Wolf, Davey Richards, and this comes under uh, some interesting. Just some controversy, some talk. I don't know the exact word necessarily for it, or a lot of words, as you probably noticed listening to this show. But nonetheless, <laughs> the drama that's been going on with Davy over the past couple months, especially with the the incident in the Midwest with Jason Strife and uh, the Team Ambition, all that, the $350. And speaking of that, I saw a funny joke my friend posted on Facebook saying that in this year's PW five hundred Davey Richards should be ranked number three fifty. Okay. Let that simmer in for a bit. <laughs> three fifty. Because that's how much money they took. Oh okay. Three hundred and fifty dollars. If the irony is if he is three fifty. He won't be he's gonna be in the higher he's gonna, he's be, gonna in the top be he's gonna be in too. the
4: hundred, certainly he's gonna be in the top one hundred Uh, With regards to PWI, we might as well tell
2: you. And uh, my bad. Also, the incident and in his interview where he where he pretty much said that Jim Cornette's booking style is outdated and said Kevin Steen is not an athlete. Wow. wrestling's about being athletic now, is it?
0: That's Uh. kind of how
2: he's been or kind of like how he's felt over these past couple things. There's another big thing where he revealed pretty much why him and Gabe aren't together anymore. As I mentioned on the past, that Davey Richards founded Evolve with Gabe Sapolsky and Sal Hamoy, almost in sort of way, almost like a Davey Richards vanity project. I want to necessarily say it like that, but it kind of was going to come off with that. He was going to be the headliner for Evolve. But during WrestleMania weekend in 2010, uh, Davey mentioned this in the shoot that he wanted to, he was, he, he was a contract at Ring of Honor at the time, but they were still letting people do Dragon Gate USA shows and Evolve shows. There was no problem with that. Now that year they were doing, uh, Draggate Gate USA was just starting to do WrestleMania shows. And Gabe was saying he didn't want, at first ROH didn't want him to do the Dragon Gate show because they wanted him to make the ROH show. But then we found out they were at different times. Carrie was, yeah. Davy uh, said Carrie was okay with him doing the Draggate show, but Gabe didn't want uh, Davey to do the ROH show, Sandy he yeah. had. To, well, Davey, did well, because he was a contract. Dave's like, nah, you don't have to go do the show. Just say something or whatever. And then he pretty much said that the reason Gabe Sapolsky created Draggate USA and Evolve was to become, to have what he had at Ring of Honor, be the king of the Indies, take the spot and uh, put Ring of Honor out of business. Yeah.
4: With regards to PWI, which we just mentioned, because of when we're recording, we can't talk about the full list. So we will probably leave that till next week's show. But we already know that Punk is number one. So according to PWI, he's the best in the world. We can pretty much say that. And for the only... I think it's the f- only the fourth time in the history of the PWI 500 list, a woman's on it. And that woman, Sarah Del Rey, I think she's in the 400s, is she? Is it 430? I think it might. I think it might be 430. I can't be sure. But... Uh, um, we'll, we'll go through that more of that next week certainly we won't go through a detailed list but we'll probably do I don't know whether I can do glaring emissions but we can probably look at where some people are and whether they deserve to be higher or lo- well higher or lower certainly with the top section you can easily do it but there might be some people in the lower parts of the 500 that deserve to be put up probably higher than they are. I don't know. I haven't seen the list because we'll have to wait. As soon as I see the list, I'll probably go, what? Or, no, that's probably fair. But, I think that's all the news for this this week's show. When we come back, we're going to talk... It's going to be basically quite a bit of mini-style slash reviews. We'll give a quick thoughts on SummerSlam, Randy's quick thoughts on the Ring of Honor show, which I talked about last week, Boiling Point. And also I think we'll do a quick rundown of the Shikara card that happened this past weekend, because we have a I guess we can call it a champion of the tournament that they've got. But anyway, more on that when we come back after these commercials. Uh And if you don't know what that means wait for the music see you in a few minutes
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi Samantha. Hi Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? (laughs) Sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Say who you think you are. Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life.
1: Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes so buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on
0: the SNS Radio Network it's go <laughs>
3: to headlines.com.
1: What is up, my SNS peach? I am the Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean. And
4: Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet.
1: If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling, any, like, big news that happens in the week, But we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news games that have come out and game reviews.
4: Plus we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment.
1: Also, perhaps
4: an off so regular performance by me in the reviews of movies too.
1: This is the open book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Part 2 of the whole indie show. Ashley and Randy here, taking you through all the stuff. And I think we'll start, given that I gave my reasonably full review of the ROH Boiling Point show. Randy, do you want to give your general thoughts on the show?
2: Yeah, I might as well give my thoughts on this show, since I have been able to see it since then. Again, my memory needs to be refreshed. The first match on the card was... Um, oh, there we go. Roderick Strong versus Mike Mondo. This is a good little opener here to start off the pay-per-view. Gave um, Mondo, who's really been on a roll as of late, getting a nice little match here against Roderick Strong. Strong getting the win with the sit kick. And then that led into a little bit of storyline There is. Uh, uh, Michael Elgin came in to announce uh, the title shot that we just mentioned that he's getting at Glory Bonner in Toronto against most likely Kevin Steen. But who knows? It could be Rhino and Elgin, which would be interesting. But I highly doubt it, considering they already have strong and Elgin feuding in the House of Truth. Although it would be interesting to know what Rhino's thoughts are, even though his thoughts are going to be with who's ever paying him. And that's Truth Martini. Then the second match was the four way match for the ROH Contraway. Matt Taven, who's heading to Ring of Honor, take on the eventual winner, you know, God's Gift, QT Marshall, Antonio Thomas, and Vinny Marseglia, who you'll be hearing about in a later edition as he recently participated in Shikara's Young Lions Cup. And this was a this was an interesting four way here. This was one that I talked about last uh, on my last show. A wait, couple two of weeks, weeks back, yeah. There we go, two weeks ago. How this match was kind of really, wasn't necessarily the, wasn't necessarily looking forward to it. Nothing gets the match, really. But this is a pretty good match here. Got about, I think about 10 plus minutes. A little longer than I thought it would have gone. But a good effort from all four here. QT Marshall, as I expected, got the victory there. And then we would go into Adam, uh, yeah, uh, Adam Colenborough, Bob, right? Yeah. Should remember this because I just finished it last night. I'm called Brutal Bob. Uh, Nothing really offensive here, so to say. There wasn't anything bad, even though I could easily say this was the match I was least looking forward to out of all the matches on the card. And so, Brutal Bob, who. From what they've said is very old, either Kevin Kelly always making jokes about either 38, 48, or 58, they were saying. Uh, Kevin Kelly Nigel McGuinness. or actually Kevin Kelly, just that. But Adam Cole getting the victory here with the figure four leg lock. Then Mike Bennett and uh, Maria Team Sexy would come in to attack on Adam Cole. Then this would set up Eddie Edwards and Sarah Del Rey for the save. And then the next contest was. Okay, now I'm really forgetting. It was the tag team war, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was. It was. It was. was that? Uh,
4: uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but what what were your thoughts on the tag team? Yeah, you know, it doesn't even uh, matter about the order.
2: Uh, Briscoe's versus Scum, uh, Jacobs Carino. Yeah, that was a pretty good match. It was a uh, lo- uh, little bit of brawling there. From four teams who, uh, from all four guys who are known brawlers, are, well, specific, excuse me, specifically the Briscoes, Jacobs can take a lot of bumps, some nasty ones at that, but can throw some as well. Steve Carino, it's well known his history in ECW, especially later on in this when he did have the title practically bleeding at every show and in this one the briscoes get the victory here with the doomsday device i like the finish on this one nice little finish with jimmy jacobs going for the contra code and um Jay brisco countering it up and setting that up for the doomsday device almost immediately for the win and then we had michael and charlie haas and eh, there wasn't much to it the big the main thing the main thing was about this match was to push forward the storyline of Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin having dissension within the House of Truth. Of course Roderick Strong being the whiny bitch that he can be, or at least his character. Of course not the person, but nonetheless. Um Roderick Strong um uh on protest with the House of Truth and at the bench just sitting down enjoying some beer and um Yeah, just drinking some beer, having fun there. And, uh, what was it? Uh, Charlie Haas went to get some beer. And then a little bunch of chaos there. Roderick Strong ended up spitting beer in Michael Elgin's face. Charlie Haas would get the victory. Even more dissension in the House of Truth. Not that they needed it, considering Roderick Strong just recently losing the TV title. I believe both Strong and Elgin entered into the tag title tournament. Of course, Rhino's upcoming title shot against Steen. So, House of Truth, very interesting. A lot of things going on between them. Then the next match, I believe, or at least the next match I'm going to talk about here, the two out of three falls grudge match between Jay Lethal and the Sicilian psychopath Tommaso Ciampa. And Lethal and Ciampa pretty much deliver more often than not. Very interesting in this one that Jay Lethal pretty much went through everything in this. Pretty much went through all his moves and couldn't get it done. And then uh, Prince Nana would come in to get some revenge on Artie Evans for pretty much stooging him out to Tommaso Ciampa. And then this is where it got interesting. Due to all the chaos, Jay Lethal would take advantage with a low blow on Tommaso Ciampa. Something unlike Jay Lethal, even though if you read the spoilers from the recent TV tapings, some people might not be so surprised. And then Jay (laughs) Lethal was a variant on the Lethal Injection, almost like a standing version going back with a back handspring into the cutter in this case, and Jay Lethal getting yet another victory over Tommaso Ciampa. And this would lead into our one of two main events. This one, uh, the match, maybe not so much main event worthy, but more kind of what it meant. The status. Yes, the status. With Sarah Del Rey, possibly her last appearance, or or, uh, possibly her last appearance on Ring of Honor. Actually... Or on Ring of Honor, I pay per view, would be the correct term because she will appear, or she already appeared on uh, last week's episode of Ring of Honor against Mia Yim, or so in one of her last appearances. This was an interesting match. You weren't gonna Marie every the one thing anybody was gonna wonder about this match was how Maria's involvement and her involvement was pretty simple. They did it. She did some stuff with Sarah Del Rey, but nothing too over the top or anything that would cause people to ride or throw chaos. Then Sarah Delray ended up going into the ring to fetch Maria, ended up pulling off her bra and pretty much her whole top, her top upper wear as, (laughs) as uh, Eddie Edwards would make Mike Bennett tap out to the Achilles lock. Then afterwards he would, uh, Mike Bennett would take Bobby Cruz uh, ring announcer, Bobby Cruz's ring jacket, cover up Maria as they walked back and then Eddie Edwards uh, uh, giving thanks to Sarah as well as the crowd for arguably the first lady of Ring of Honor or, or better titled the Queen of Wrestling. And then this would lead into our main event, the world title match, which was just announced either the day of or uh, uh, previously, just previously before that, that it was going to be anything goes, no DQ, no count outs, pretty uh, 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 anything goes pretty much. Uh, Between Kevin Steen and Eddie Kingston. And it was interesting to see in this one because the usual stick with Kevin Steen title matches, especially, I think almost Kevin Steen matches in general, especially if Carino's not involved. Is Carino getting on commentary? And at one point, Kingston just popping Carino on uh, commentary, who's known to be or who's not known to be. is pretty much pro-Steen and anti-everybody else, throwing in some very shooty-shoot comments, Especially back at, um... Back at Border War... Uh, not Border Wars, uh, Best in the World. Yeah.
4: And of course, you've also got, uh... The Larry Sweeney comment.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, that comment, which... It, it's that... There's nobody's... There's no controversy really over it, regardless of... What was said, it was more against Kingston than, say, Sweeney, regardless of... How he used yeah. it. I see no, I see no harm, no foul. He was using it to piss off Eddie Kingston, which if you've ever seen Kingston promos, yeah, sweetie, me met a lot Teddy Kingston. And, the, and a good role, which you were pretty much gonna expect a lot of uh, a lot of pretty brutal spots with an ending with Kevin Steen hitting ep sink on Eddie Kingston onto two chairs. And I remember there was like yeah. the backdrop driver to Steen through the chair. There was the powerball through the table which was on the guardrail or the... I forgot what... Yeah, it was balancing the guardrail and the ring. And pretty much broke that in half.
4: And then, of course, the thing that happened afterwards with the fan. Which
2: was clearly a stage thing. he uh, When he put uh, had a con- physical confrontation with two fans. i was yeah. but he doesn't really punch him. He
0: kind of did it.
2: <laughs> He kinda did, but he it was i I wouldn't say it's a punch, or at least I wouldn't. It.
4: it was just a side slap. It wasn't so was overall good shot.
2: Yeah, this is a good show. This was it was a lot better than I was expecting. It wasn't anything mind blowing, but this is a show that I would I'd give a recommendation to nice little show to watch. Out in boiling Point and Tangled web.
4: Uh, next, next, your general thoughts on SummerSlam because you know, we we don't really need to go through the card generally, and we've already touched on a couple of the matches as with regards to the U.S. title and the tag titles. But on the main title front and on the Lesnar Triple H, what were your thoughts on that?
2: Um, the title. Let me see. Did I see all of the title match? Because that would have been either when I was coming in. But front, I did see. I like. The ending I liked was Cena getting that and then Punk just pushing about the way, showing that he might have won, but he still hasn't beat Cena yet, or at least in this current state. And Triple H and Les was pretty good for the most part. Kind of almost surprising in a way to see Triple H kind of tap out in a somewhat clean fashion. <laughs> or I should have said clean, but without like him necessarily just passing out.
4: And then of course the ending.
2: So it's not like he does it tap out. There was Benoit. There was then again it's usually at Mania. Cena <laughs> at Mania. Um, Who's the Undertaker? And then well, this one a yeah, Summerslam. Lesnar. But yeah, you think that's his last match? Triple H. Um, possibly. I highly doubt Triple H. Is- let Lesnar go like that considering Lesnar's schedule if it wasn't to put Lesnar over. Not that Lesnar... Well, Lesnar did, in a way, need, need to go over in this match, but if he was there... Like, I'd say if this was used as Sheamus, I could see it being his last match. Like how they did with Sheamus back then even though we knew it wasn't. Sure, I think he's still going to do some matches because... He's going to be coming back for Brock for sure. Yeah. Is then... that why Many things were cut according to reports. The the Sandow Clay match. And I believe... Was there going to be a Dima segment or was that just what the uh, Kevin Rudolph performance was?
4: Yeah, that was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer performance. Because to be quite honest, that was more in tune than Kevin Rudolph. Just saying. But... Seriously, that was a bad performance live. But next, next thing for the final part of this segment, I think we'll jump into the Shikawa show that happened and just go through the results. We'll probably, would you say in a few weeks, we'll probably be able to see the show?
2: Yeah, will be able to in a couple of weeks, so we'll have reports on.
4: I know we've got reports that you, you want to go through the... Uh, July show, certainly possibly even the June shows next week as well.
2: I could I've seen one June show. If I can get the, I don't even know what the wrong what's wrong with it now. If I can get the, I can get the second June show in time. i Might be able to review the June shows for next. Okay,
4: week. but. Certainly, yeah, Shikara this week, uh, past weekend had its two shows. Started off with a Crooked Arrow on the Saturday, which saw the Bateri defeat the Fire Ant Green Ant and the Sail Ant. We also saw uh, the Mysterious and Handsome Stranger, with his hat and everything, defeat Tim Donst. And I'm trying to look at some of the other stuff. Now, the one I'm confused about here, the four-corner elimination tag team bout, which the Bravado brothers eventually won, it says they gained two points. What are these points about?
2: The point system is how you gain, uh, how you gain a tag title shot. In Shakar, you have to get, you have to have three victories in any type of tag title, not tag title match, in any type of tag match to get it. Once you earn a pin, you get a point. Now, in these four-way eliminations, the whole the whole kind of lure of it is you could possibly get three points in one match, which has only been done twice in a four corner tag. And both of them going on to both teams going on to successfully win the Campeonatos de Prejas after the fact. But yet the Bravados have two points, meaning if they were, when they win another tag match, they have their third point and their points stay until they cash it in. Meaning you can have three points But as long as if you have a match um, and you lose, you lose the three points. It doesn't necessarily stay with you. And to this day, there's actually due to kind of Quackenbush's booking style or just how Jakari is, there's uh, Quackenbush and Shane Storm actually have three points still to this day, have yet to cash in their title shot. And it's been teased that they're going to bring that idea back, but I don't think they will. Or maybe they will one day win. We So about.
4: the three point keep the one point.
2: No, they. Oh, oh yeah. Once you lose, all your points are erased. You still go. You go back to zero.
4: Okay. So they got a point for doing the first elimination, but they lost it by being eliminated by the bravados. Yes. Okay. Now I understand. That makes sense. Uh, we also had an. I'm leaving the. Young Lions Cup matches till last because we can probably go through them and thoughts on them. Everything uh, we had Eddie Kingston defeat Shard in an untitled match via a backfist of the future, which
2: is 16 minutes actually pretty long. Actually. Impressed. Yeah, the, card, they'll tend some matches will tend to go well, sometimes, sometimes they'll go longer. I should say longer than they should, because some, some matches I kind of feel like that, but not necessarily all. But, yeah, sometimes matches can be lengthy.
4: And Jigsaw beat 17 via DQ, thanks to a low blow from 17. Which is an interesting trend, but we'll get to that uh, with the second show. Uh, we also had Fist and Sugar Dunkerton beat the Swarm and the Shard, thanks to the Soldier Ant. And the main event of the show was Mike Quackenbush beating Colt Cabana with the Shikara Special, which probably was a good match because they're two good ring wrestlers. Yeah. But we'll give our main thoughts on it, as I say, when we get to see it in a few weeks. But with regards to the Young Lions Cup, we had Mr. Touchdown beat Anthony Stone via a powerbomb. And in the other match, ACH defeating Jacob Hammermeyer, Thanks to some interference from Tim Donst. Now you see, I don't know enough of these guys to know whether any there's any surprises there.
2: Tim Donst is aligned with Jakob Hammermeier. Oh, so Donst turned on him, possibly? Uh, but yeah, I think that's what he might have done. Because in the in the June show, I did see what was it the I want to say the foggiest notion. I might be wrong on that. I think yeah, it is the foggiest notion because there's one thing you birds, loco. Yakov um, Hammermeyer was looking for Tim Donch backstage, and he saw Tim Donch in his first appearance after his head was shaved by How the Wicked. And Hammermeyer was talking about how he was going to go for the Young Lions Cup, and Donch stood there quiet for the whole time until he said that and almost and just lunged at him. and told, to, or He didn't really lunge at him. He just said, you don't want that. Because Don oh, almost quest to reclaim his cutback that he won led him to losing his hair. So, so it's good
4: that ACH and Touchdown went over there. Yeah, was it ex- uh, was it expected for both?
2: Um, I really thought ACH was going to go far personally, but and then once once, once He's Touchdown won, I knew it was going to be we're ACH. We're not doing
4: spoilers. He's in the final. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but with regards to was Touchdown probably going to beat
2: Stone, would you have felt? Um, Possibly. I didn't know for sure on that match. I was confident on ACH beating Hammermeyer.
4: So then that led into the Sunday show, Ring of Wax, which started with the Bateri beating the the Swarm and Soldran, which makes...
2: Wink's dream team, apparently Norton 4. Yeah, Soldier Ant, is, from what I've been reading about it, has just refused to team with, to team with um, the two Gekito members that he's been forced to team with due to the Chikara metric system. And also, what makes it worse is that he's forced to team with them in the upcoming King of Trios next month.
4: That's why, just the way that they're billing that they're already Norton 4 heading into it, that just makes me think they're going to go far in it. It's possible. They could. Because it's always like, oh, we've got a losing streak. And then all of a sudden they just win.
0: Although, Pump- yeah, that's the whole
4: point loop. with it
2: is that, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. How's it going to be? Because Soldier Ant wants nothing to do with, I, can't, I forget which two he's teamed up with. It was, um, Is it Combatant and Assailant?
4: I think so. I'll Have a quick look. But yeah, I know that they are certainly yeah. The whole idea is that they haven't been able to get on,
2: which is understandable because of you know <laughs> they get who yeah. expose mm. the colony and Jigsaw Clack and Bush for who they are, um, and probably to an extent uh, Kingston. But yeah, 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 pretty much the Shikara, the magi- the main Shikara Technicos.
4: Soldier Ants teaming up with Deviant and Combatant. No, there we go. So it's Deviant. They haven't revealed all of them, but they, the matches they have revealed is that 3.0 and Akuma will be taking on the Bateri, and the Swarm mm-hmm. will be taking on Quack, Jig, and Toyota.
2: Oh, yeah, Quack and <laughs> Quack and Toyota.
4: I oh, don't know. The shortened uh, way of saying yeah, we'll go We'll go through them probably. Those are only two of the first round matches that are confirmed. The other one's still yet to be arranged, I'm guessing. Along with everything, so... We'll probably talk about that over the upcoming weeks. Uh, other ones from the Ring of, Ax- Ring of Wax show, sorry. Uh, Tim Dont beat Saturn. Oh, Saturine. Uh, Saturine. There you go. There you go, Sandro. First name I've got wrong. Bang. <laughs> Uh, apparently the match was called a massacre so this is probably very one sided oh yeah he's
2: beating up on a masked woman who who's good in her own right but uh, with the state of mind Tim dance has been in for the past couple of months he's yeah he probably got down to business and there The mysterious and handsome stranger get another win by beating
4: Lancelot Bravado which is, is that a signature move of the guy that you think it is
2: which, so- uh, nah, that's I don't know. He's just using moves. Really, nothing. I don't know that much about Peck slash Evans. Moob said it. Even the stuff I have seen, that's nothing. Off of that, even though, yeah, nothing that I would know. Yeah, it is
4: uh, Then seventeen and Shard beating Quackenbush Bush and Jigsaw. Via Quack getting DQ'd for excessive violence after hitting 17 with three or four Quacken drivers.
2: Would have been, I believe it's all four. He hit him with all four Quacken drivers.
4: And then Jigsaw basically said if violence was necessary and Quack just basically wasn't happy. So it looks like the uh, Gekido have w- succeeded. Not in that they wanted to take down the company but make everybody look differently at their heroes. Because, you know, Quackenbush is the, one of the faces of the company and he just lost it. Which is an interesting... That's what I'm thinking could be involved with the match that's been... Around, you know, we just said that the uh, Gekido and Soldieran teaming up to take on Jigsaw and Quackenbush and Toyota. I'm thinking that's going to be a factor there. Which is why they'll go on to the quarterfinals. Can you see my point there, Randy? Yeah. As I say, we won't be able to give proper details on it until we see it, which should be soon. Then they had after the intermission, Cannon and Corbin beating Ultramanus Black and Frightmare. With slow motion, what the? Oh, yeah. slow motion?
2: Well, yeah, Darren Corbin does a slow motion act in pretty much every match he's been in, in Shikara are just about. It's something that yeah he uses. It's kind of funny to see. It's it's still a funny act when he does it, but it's kind of more funny to see who he's doing it with. Like at last year's King of Trios, he did that. Um, with he did that with Great Sasuke. Then we
4: had Eddie Kingston beating Harlem Bravado, which is said the crowd was set to be really into the match, which I guess is good. Obviously non-title as well. Then we have The Colony in 3.0 beat Fist, Sugar Dunkerton, and Ophidian. And it says, I heard there was a grenade sighting. Do I need to be filled in on what this
2: grenade is? Yes, the grenade is something that Chuck Taylor uses, an invisible grenade he throws in the ring. And they pretty much pretend that it's a grenade.
0: And, oh, it's uh, they pretend a little, to do a, little a comedy proper... act, yeah.
4: Oh, nice. Uh,
2: that's why some people kind of don't like Chikara, because they do tend to break out comedy stuff like this. Not all the time, but like... They do serious the stuff like super... people
4: getting... They do serious stuff like people getting hit with quacken drivers repeatedly. Yeah, it's and, still, and they yeah, do stuff still... like... They just do stuff like slow motion and grenade. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. And then in the finale, and the Young Lions Cup final, Mr. Touchdown beats ACH.
2: Oh, fuck. (laughs) I I remember when uh, Sandro posted, I was like, fuck, I want ACH to win. But I do like Mr. Touchdown, nonetheless. He is... uh, character and it, and uh, last year the Young Lions Cup was won by Tadasuke from Osaka Pro who never defended it in America. Not once. Because he wrestles mostly in Japan. So the Young uh, Lions Cup is like a title that you have to defend then? Yes. It's a title. The Young Lions Cup tournament which they have is for anybody who is... At first it was for anybody who had less than 50 professional wrestling matches. Now it's for anybody who is 25 and under.
4: Okay, but can somebody try and take that title away from touchdown? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. anybody who fits the qualifications can go for the title. So, so it's F- X-Division
4: action. style, kind of. Yeah,
2: in a way. Yeah, it tends to blend more to kind of the high flyers or the younger. Well, yeah, exactly, the younger wrestlers, but yeah.
0: Okay,
4: so there you go. F- full thoughts on it when we see it. Mm-hmm. But come on, slow motion, grenades. This is probably oh. the
2: worst slash best per- pay-per-view ever in people's opinion. And <laughs> oh, when we get the website running, there will be Chakar clips posted so people will get some of the funniness that happens. Yeah. So,
4: I'm just yeah, the King of Trio stuff looks intriguing as well. Something I also want to mention, Sandro uh, added something to his email with regards to the Young Lions Cup. Uh, He said he was happy to hear that Touchdown won, but was also glad that ACH made it to the finals. But looking forward as well to see the King of Trios tournament as well, because it looks interesting as it's tough to predict who will win. Is there any... With the King of Trios,
2: is it like a title they have to defend as well? or No, that's just their big tournament, which, yeah, that's the, the other big tournament they run, which I don't think they do it anymore or just haven't done it in a while, which is the Tag World Grand Prix, which is something I'd like to see. Get brought back, or probably yeah. buy one, to, or I should probably just buy one of the DVDs. But yeah, they do, they bring in like 64 tag teams or something around there, are 64 people, 32 tag teams, somewhere around probably 32 teams, considering that's 128. But, and that's, and the Tag World Grand Prix in 04? 04, 04, was what led to the, uh, what led to one of the big angles, one of their big storylines with Mike. Uh, Chris Hero turning on Mike Quaggenbush in the finals against Eric Cannon and Claudio Castagnoli, who seems to have a bit more gold nowadays, too. Yeah, okay.
4: So, I think we'll go... Th- I'm noticing some interesting matches and everything that have been added to the King of Trios card, which given it's a couple of weeks away, I think in the- after the break, we'll go through them. We'll also have Randy's CZW review of Tangled Web 5. And also, uh, I guess we can do probably picks for the PWG show that's happening this weekend. The Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, no, not this weekend. Next weekend. My bad. But we might as well do it this week because next week I want to try and... Because next week there's going to be a whole segment dedicated to PWI. So with that, we... Yeah, so... PWG card predictions from us and also King of Trio results or King of Trio card should I say and also Randy's review coming up after this quick break. We'll see you in a few.
2: The SNS radio network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
1: When I wa- I okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick
2: sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from headlinesandlines.com. As they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal independency.
3: Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the DOG, the road dog, Jesse James.
1: Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And Future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fusky.
2: And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here. On
3: the SNS Review Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want a break from the day to day ins and outs of the WWE,
0: TNA,
3: and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind Wipe, Exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah.
1: This is going to be fun. What is up, my SNS peeps? You know who this is. At least I hope you know who this is. This is a Sensational Sequel, Sensational Shine. And if you don't know me, then you must not know The Open Book. The Open Book is my new podcast that I have here on the SNS Radio Network. With my co-host, Ashley. Yeah, that's his name, apparently. We still haven't figured that out. And on the open book, we cover wrestling, and we do a little fantasy booking. We also cover some video game news. We also do entertainment news. We cover some reviews every now and then on that, too. And, you know, we have some pretty cool things we talk about. So you should check us out right here on the SNS Radio Network. Do so you know, you can catch us every week. So check us out sometime. I'll possibly catch you right in the book itself. Peace. Love hatred i'm out
0: raising levels jim flight 704 321
3: red four green expanding to one moving levels up at
0: seven decimal eight moving two point leaders down all systems
3: go red lights are off greens are showing Coming through. Level 50 gets swift on analog sounds. Pounds of rock guitars. Microchips,
4: incredible antibiotic medicine. Better, Better than, than Octo. Octo. Although created by the master genius. You've seen this when I take your mind out to Venus. Hello, welcome, welcome back to A- the final part A- of the whole A- indie A- show A- with Randy A- and Ashley, myself. Well, I think it's myself. I'll just check. Yeah, it's me. And... We talked about some of the stuff with the King of Trios, There's a couple of the matches that have been confirmed for the tournament itself. But there are some non-tournament matches that have been announced. One of which, which I'm new to, is the annual 10-team elimination winner stays on overly long over the budget tag team courtlet match. What the hell
2: is this, Randy? This is the first time that they've named it such. But what did the what are three traditions at King of Trios along with of course the king of trios tournament is uh, the rate of old doors, which is for the uh, high flyers and the, uh, a high, a little high flyer tournament during day two and three. And also uh, the tag gauntlet on night three, where uh, Ted tagged uh, Ted teams go in gauntlet style. And the winner usually ending up with three points at the end of it is the winner of the match. All okay. right. And the winner usually ends up with three points. Probably I should have ended it, but. Either way.
4: Obviously, we don't know who's in that match because I'm guessing
2: that will probably
4: most of the teams in yes, that. Yes, exactly. Some yeah. people from the trios that lost.
2: Yeah, same with Rady Voladoras. Yeah. And
4: then the interesting one is also happening on the second day, which is Eddie Kingston's Grand Championship on the line against somebody that I don't, I'm i not aware of, Tadasuke. Oh yeah, Tedasko. Tedasko.
2: Yeah, the one who won Young Lions Cup. Last oh, last
4: year. Yeah. Ah, okay. So he cashed. He cashes it in in his first match.
2: No, he didn't defend it at all. You oh, keep the so cup. Stri- it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you keep the cup until the next tournament or until you lose it. Yeah. Okay. So I
4: this is the first time he's probably appeared at Jakara since he won it. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done to Zaka. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Mm.
4: So, should be a good match though, but given how, I don't think they put the title on him because he probably wouldn't come back with it. So for that one, I'm going to say Eddie retains... <laughs>
2: I don't think they minded it either way. It's probably the scheduling considering he works full time in Osaka Pro. And they yeah. had and Chikar has somewhat of a relationship with Chikar, or Chikar Pro. Osaka Pro, because they've worked with them in the past, usually having or in this case they do have a Osaka Pro team. They've had one for like yeah, the past three years for sure. So that's probably why they okay. don't really care. <laughs> it's at least somebody where it's at least in a company where they have where they have ties with still.
4: Next up on the docket for the show, uh, Randy, you want to give your thoughts on Tangled Web? So I I can certainly give you the results and then you can give your reactions to them. So we started with the pre-show.
2: I did not was... see the pre-show, sadly. So none of this will matter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll have a quick go through this then, just as what I can see with the results. Core defeated Ryan Slater, which was Slater's first match back after Tournament of Death. But Core 1. Then there was the campaign for a better combat zone, which is Mr. Tofiga and Alexander James beating Rory Wanda and Latin Dragon. Where apparently power was partially lost in the arena. I think this was... Because apparently, by the looks of this, the campaign took advantage of this. So by the looks of it, they've worked it. Yeah. It's kind of... Oh, look, the power's out. Oh, look, they're on the floor. Pin them. That kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And then the vice president, Maven Bentley, addressed the crowd, was interrupted by Joe Gacy and demanded opportunities, apparently, from what happened at the last pay-per-view, or the last few shows, anyway. But uh, Maven denied them, and Joe Gacy said it, was the la- it wouldn't be the last that you see of him. And then Joker and Masada were brought out for an interview, except they both stared each other down. So that was your pre show, so then main show we'll start off with Shane Strickland defeating Rick Swan yes, Shane Strickland
2: and Rick Swan. This is a match, as I mentioned previously, how both men are very similar in style and this was and this was not lost on my party. there's the commentators were bringing up this fact almost. In a way, uh, Shane Strickland, a younger version of Rich Swan, even though Rich Swan is still fairly young himself, almost uh, uh, mirror images in this match. Is Shane Strickland getting the surprise victory here with a four fifty splash, which is interesting because Rich Swan is known for a standing four fifty, and then Rich Swan not really too happy at, about losing the match, uh, giving a bit of a forceful handshake there, almost like that cut scene in WWE twelve. That gets overused time and time again. Oh, well, those good old cutscenes that are just used by everybody. Use it. yeah, Use it.
4: in the universe. Yeah. Next up, the, the I think it was the yeah the state of the combat zone address from Drew Grulak. There was apparently toilet paper and air horns and stuff, and a new person joined the campaign.
2: Yes, Kimberly, former Kimberly, former manager of Akuma. And the Runaways is now joined up with the Foundation for a Better Combat Zone, which gives her something to do because she had it done because she was pretty much left with uh, she was pretty much left without anything after the after Joe Gacy and Ryan Slater broke up as the yeah. Runaways. I think, yeah, she had wrestled maybe I believe in a match or two, but this gives her this gives her something to do and should be an interesting added feature to the campaign for a combat zone, which is really stalled after his loss at Proving Grounds, but we'll see if they rise up or just continue to kind of be in the same spot. After this announcement was made,
4: Greg Excellent challenged Drew to a match, which interesting match, but it looks fit. Kimberly did get involved.
2: Yes. Uh, uh, Greg Excellent going, I think he was going for the Exit Driver at that point. But nonetheless, Kimberly went up to go to ringside, distracted Greg Exlet a little too long. Greg Exlet was about, it looked like he was about to have a little fun, with her, either by kissing her or forcing her head into his hairy chest. One of the two. If, uh, either way, it was going to be embarrassing for Kimberly. He would not do this as Gulak would either later get on the Gulak, which is uh, Dragon Sleeper, and made Greg Exlet tap out for the victory. So Kimberly proving useful in her debut for the foundation for a better combat zone. Next up, the tag titles are
4: on the line, and actually changed hands. No. as Finkel would say, Lucky Thirteen Devon Moore beating Azriel and Bandido Jr. with uh, Chrissy Rivera as their manager. Slash this wolf. was
2: this was a match uh, in what's a st- uh, feud that started that started to brew ever since New Heights. Between the Nation of Intoxication, which is Lucky 13 to Devin Moore, and also Daddy Havoc, as well as Scotty Vortex, who hasn't appeared in ZZW since he lost the CZW World Heavyweight title back at Ariel Assault. For what I've heard, he's and he's taking some time off. But regardless of that fact, uh, then for Loco being represented by Azrael Bedito Jr., Chrissy Rivera, and Alex Colon, who is also at ringside with Chrissy Rivera. Or was he? Yeah, yeah, because he had a match later. So he was at ringside for this one. Um, the finish comes when Chrissy Rivera tries to head Ezreal uh, the loaded purse, which led uh, Ezreal Benzido to victory over Teddy Havoc and Lucky 13 at New Heights. This was stopped with Devin Moore just straight super kicks Chrissy Rivera. If you ever, and as I mentioned before, if you ever seen Chrissy Rivera, who's only about five foot at that at best, she looks like Snooki. I'll just say that.
0: <laughs>
2: midget actually really pretty too <laughs> pretty midget pretty, or whatever she's hot but whatever hot midget Sammy. oh also sammy Callahan's wife just to kind of throw that out there but either way lucky 13 okay, now, would score. now i feel awkward about saying pretty midget <laughs> no nah, it's all right just because it's the Callahan death machine but yeah um fucking uh, thir- uh lucky 13 devin moore your new zzw tag team champions
4: uh, then there was an interesting bit backstage with uh, Joe Gacy, apparently trying to get some stuff from DJ Hyde, reminding him that he threw him off a ladder two years ago in the Tangled Web match. Apparently,
2: the one that almost the uh, DJ Hyde got seriously hurt in.
4: And basically, DJ told him, "Prove, prove it, prove it." So I'm get don't don't tell me something probably happens with him later. But anyway. Next we had Sammy Callahan invade the ringside and inform everyone that
2: OI... Is it OI 4K or... Ohio's for Killers. That's what it Ohio's stands for. Ohio's for, for Killers. Okay. Him and the Chris, the reunited Irish Airborne, Jake and Dave Chris, uh, stemming from last month when they... The oh, whole yeah, the Chris got back together, yeah. yeah.
4: Then uh, this led to Ruckus, one of the originals at CCW, coming out. See, because it says originals and CCW, I'm just thinking back to ECW One Night Stand.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he I is. Um, he's been as ZZW for a very long time, Ruckus. He's yeah. been there. I want to say he's been there since the beginning, beginning '99. Might have. I know he was there early 2000s when he was. Used to be very known for a uh, uh, high flyer of a wrestler, which was very interesting <laughs> considering the fact he was well over 300 pounds. Think about 350 and he was doing 450 splashes and things. The The same moves that if you ever see ruckus matches, think about this. The same moves he was doing now was what he was doing when he was that big.
4: Yeah. Okay. So it uh-huh. good,
2: kind of looks interesting when you see his big ass all early and then now he's very slim down and he re- interesting match here. Ruckus really throwing a little extra mile in on this one. Or at least a pretty good, decent effort from the two of them.
4: Yeah, which uh, Callahan apparently won with the stretch muffler. Yes. Next up, we had Danny Havoc celebrating the guy's victory earlier in the evening and said that he declared that CZW will be returning to the ultra-violent underground on September the 22nd for a show. I'm hey. guessing that it's DJ Hyde's farm. Yeah, that's the farm, yeah. The ultra-violent it's
0: underground. It's the farm.
4: The old and lad. Anyway, uh, next up, the junior, the world junior heavyweight title on the line, a rematch from Cinco de Mayo, with AR Fox defending
2: against Alex Colon. Oh yeah, the junior heavyweight title match. This one, this was a good match here. Alex Cologne who had recently gotten the better of A.R. Fox at, I believe it was Provey Grounds, was the or not Provey Grounds? It was um, <laughs> I'm almost forgetting. New about Heights, it. Um was it New Heights? No, Colon, no, Cologne faced more at New Heights. It was, I'm, I want to say, I almost want to say Provey Grounds. Because I want to say, It was either Proving Grounds or Cinco de Mayo. But yes. Cinco de Mayo is where... This is the rematch from Cinco um, de Mayo. <laughs> oh, there we go. Cinco de Mayo then when he got the victory. So, uh, uh, of course, AR Fox just recently becoming the junior heavyweight champion. Good back and forth match here. AR Fox uh, eventually would win this getting... After Alex Galone went to get a chair, Devin Moore coming back to take the chair from Alex Colón, making sure he doesn't cheat to win like he did... Against, uh, against Devin Moore back at New Heights. A.R. Fox wasn't able to hit the low main pain for the victory. And then the... Ohio the Killers. Oh yeah, playing mind games with them. And at this show, due to their actions, the Chris brothers were suspended from this show, so they did appear at this to them sending a message through him with a fan where uh, Ohio is for Killer shirts almost getting into get to fight, a fight with A.R. Fox, and then when he pulls open the curtain he notices a ladder with the oh uh, the ohio's for killer shirts the ohio's for the killers. ladder
4: should have fought, it should have been like that japanese federation the ladder fall on top of them and the ladder D- would have been D-
2: champion t- yeah dramatic ddt
4: D- then of course the, the ladder was pinned by a dog
0: yeah. that that's title. the
4: two most genius title changes ever in the history of wrestling thank you botchmania um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this then apparently led to a challenge, which I think has been accepted, hasn't it?
2: Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Check. For the uh, main event for your next side, pay-per-view down with the sickness, their Chris Cash Memorial show will be a ladder match. A.R. Fox, uh, putting his junior heavyweight title in line and Dave Chris putting on his WIRED the CZW wire television title on the line in the ladder match. In the ladder in a ladder match there, which yeah. I'm really looking forward to that one.
4: Uh, is is that the uh,
2: memorial match as well? Yeah, the Chris Cash I think it's the Chris Cash Memorial match. Or it might be, because I know he had that ladder match. No, it's another match, the Chris Cash one. Oh okay. yeah Down with the Sickness is their annual Chris Cash Memorial Show to to commemorate the memory of Chris Cash, who was a wrestler there, uh, not to be uh, not to be mistaken with the Chris Cash who uh, the radio host forgot what show he hosts, but it doesn't matter. Either way, um, uh, that uh, the Chris Cash for CZW sadly died in a motorcycle accident back in 2005, and ever since they've been holding the show in his honor with the name down with the sickness coming from his theme song, down with the sickness by Disturbed.
4: Uh next up arguably co-main event the world heavyweight championship on the line between Masada and Joker which really got out of hand.
2: Yeah this match was due to the reputation of both men this was already going to be a brawl to begin with and that's pretty it pretty much stayed a brawl for the rest of the match of course ending in a double count out and then Joker just going wild as ever, both of them just could not yeah. be. It was hard to take care of them. Just pretty wild brawl to set up for a future, more than likely a future match between the two. And of course, because of Joker's action to this, he suspended from the next show. Yeah. Down the- well, when you attack
4: the fans and also take the referee and throw him in a ring post, you would get suspended. Yeah. Then again, it does mean that at the next show, apparently, it's. Masada defending against the returning Elgin Generica. Yeah,
2: that one's going to be a good match.
4: Olay, indeed. But, yeah. Oh, and then also Joker punched Maven in the jaw. Which, so, considering
2: yeah. he's vice president, not brilliant. Yeah, part of the reason he got suspended, too. That's why the Chris Brothers got suspended, because Jake hit him with the chair. And then the mm-hmm. fireball thrown by Dave's AR Fox.
4: And then the main event... The feud possi- well, doesn't come to an end, as you'll find out, with DJ Hyde defending against Matt... Well, not defending, but taking on Matt Tremont in the Tangled
2: Web death match. Yeah, the Tangled Web match. This was... I liked the match. This was a pretty interesting match here. I really thought Tremont was going to win because... With all this build up, it was it, I felt like they were building up to Tremont finally gonna let his frustrations in, be able to beat the boss of CCW. Last this was not the case, especially after a nasty looking spot where I believe DJ Hyde either choke slam a uh, choke slam, believe he choke slam Matt Tremont off the scaffolding. They were it looked like he was supposed to go through a table, but he landed in the barbed wire really nasty. He went through, he
4: went through the web, yeah.
2: Yeah, he was literally hanging there from the barbed wire like just, uh, a couple feet off the ground. Very and scared. Therefore, he very later much, returned back.
4: Yeah, very much Sabu style. He duct taped rags to his wounds.
2: Yeah. Uh, but what all would be for not as DJ Hyde would uh, it would ultimately end. Matt and then, Gacy returns. Yeah, Joe Gacy assaulting Tremont with a chair to prove his point to DJ Hyde. DJ Hyde looking a bit pleased with that. This would lead to Masada Nation intoxication storming the ringside area to clear house and as DJ Hyde's just chilling there happy at what he's done. Greg Excellent who already used his second wish to make the tangled web match happen uses his third and final wish. So Bet Tremont can get one last crack at the boss. One more shot at revenge and that will be at the uh, September 22nd show that was announced earlier by Danny Havoc called Redemption at the Ultraviolet Underground in Towns, Delaware. He's going to take
4: him down in his home farm.
2: Yeah, which is interesting <laughs> because if I'm not mistaken, Matt Tremont is from Jersey and uh, they were at the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. So he beat him up in his hometown. It seems like Tremont might do the same for uh, Hyde.
4: Certainly, I'm just looking, yeah, we've got Down with the Sickness next and then a couple of shows in September and then shows, I think they've already got scheduled, although there's nothing confirmed for it, the, uh, oh, what's
2: it called, the match, the one that happens at the end of the year? Cage of Death is going to be December, Night of Infamy most likely we'll see in November, so that just leaves what the October shows slash shows might be.
4: Yeah, well we we shall see but I guess looking promising
2: not what
4: overall view on the card
2: Andy Um for Tangled Web uh, of course cuz uh this was a good show it wasn't and I should say was it it was uh I liked it for what it was it was you it really it, to me it didn't seem like that big of an eye pay-per-view maybe kind of because it wasn't the finale with Hyde and Tremont, even though the match was still enjoyable with Hyde getting the win. Although it will set up for the bigger match at Redemption. But I think that might have helped it a little bit had Tremont gone over. But nonetheless, still a pretty good pay per view. Some kind of screwy stuff, especially with the world title. But down with the sickness, which should prove to be, I think, might actually end up being the show. But nonetheless, this I'll give this recommendation. Go out and watch Tangled Web.
0: Yeah,
4: and the as the next show down with the sickness apparently is also a double header with the Evolve show earlier on in the day. So you'll be seeing it. You'll most
2: likely be seeing a VOB talent.
4: Yeah, Evolve uh, the earlier show, and then CGW's the late show. I wonder why with all that violence. But anyway, we'll go through this now because. We might be... There might be too much to talk about next week, so we'll cr- put it in quickly now. PWG is having their Battle of Los Angeles show, which is... Is this just like a, a standard tournament? It doesn't give the winner any rights to anything? Or does um,
2: it? The winner will receive a title shot Uh, at the tournament. Uh, will receive a title shot or... In some cases, it depends on the situation. Like in 2009, and I believe eight as well, the title was vacated at the time. And 2010 also. But 10, yeah, 2009 and 2000. Actually, not 2010. It was Davy Richards, just wasn't there. Oh, nine. And I believe, yeah, 2008, the title was the prize. Or in cases where the champion is in it, the the title becomes, uh, they uh, they defend the title in some cases, but usually it's for a later title shot for said PWC world title. Okay, what if the champion wins it? Then, yeah, he wins the belt of Los Angeles. There's nothing really. Probably gets a match of his choosing, maybe. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. limited to just the world tag title. In this case, it'd probably be a tag title shot, especially considering Steen had. Recently held it with him and Super Dragon, but Super Dragon's still injured. Just sad because he just came back from uh, his retirement or hiatus, so, more in this case. But yeah.
4: With this, we can't really probably, we could probably have a go at who would be the winner, but I'd say it's too close to this call. But I think we can go down the eight first round matches and give our thoughts on them. Yeah. So, first off, Adam Cole versus El Generico, who is the defending. Battle of Los Angeles champion. He won it
2: last year. I like Adam Cole. He's been making some waves in PWG. Mm, okay, this one. uh, uh Do I want to go with that? You know what? Yeah, I was originally going to say El Generico, but I'm going to say Adam Cole goes over. Although I might be wrong in that one, but this might be one of the upsets here, even though. I- there's probably one I'm gonna say later that oh that one i stick stick of upset but probably. I'll go with Adam yeah. Cole here.
4: I'll probably go with Generico because I think they'll 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 want to keep him in it a bit because he's the defending champion. They won't want to make him go out in the first. He'll probably go out in the quarters. Yeah. Or yeah, that's on. why I,
2: that's another thing I was thinking too. I was like, I don't yeah. think they're gonna do that, but might be they have been as of late they've kind of, they've have been on they uh, some people have been getting kind of pushed especially like mac and cage a lot of they're kind of not this uh love the people who aren't necessarily as well known in pwg or stars yeah. yet there
4: now this is the big one arguably this is the pick of the first round a rematch from the mm. wrestle what was the WrestleMania show it's called
2: best showdown no. in the sun yeah, Showdown of the Sun.
4: Day two. Elgin versus Davey Richards. The Ooh. last time this happened, it was a five-star match, according to uh, the people at Wrestling Observer and all that that do the ratings. So, for for me, I have to say... For me, I have to say Elgin, I think it's going to come out on top of this one.
2: Yeah, I think Elgin gets... Even though Davey is a long time, he's actually been in... You know, he doesn't wrestle there as much really anymore. He's actually been in PWG longer than he has been in R.O.H.
4: Yeah. Well, this his fifth fifth com- is it's his fifth Los Angeles battle competition and he was champion of the thing in 06.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Michael but, Elgin, because he's been he's been appearing a lot more regularly and also yeah. Davey again. I think Elvin Yang gets his win here. Hell this yeah. match might top it, especially the PWG crowd can really get hyped up and make a yeah. match that much better. And also, the, sometimes matches just tend to be better in PWG for some reason. Not always, but every once in a while. But this is... Yeah, that's definitely the pick of the first round. Bar none.
4: Just having a uh, Next up, Ricochet in his second competition, taking on Kevin Steen, who who is champion still, I believe. Yes, he is. So, with that one, I haven't seen very much of Ricochet to probably choose him. Because I I honestly think Steen will go a bit far in this as well. Whether he'll win or not, I'm not sure, but I think he'll win that match.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say Kevin Steen wins the match easily. I'm, I'm familiar with Ricochet, but... It's going to be Kevin Steen going on.
4: Uh, another debutant in this next match. We've got Eddie Edwards in his second against uh, Kylo Riley, Which, again, I think is a match that happened in Ring of Honor this year.
2: Yeah, it has. They've they, they wrestled a few times before. For me, I
4: have to say, because we haven't seen a lot of Kylo Riley, I think Eddie's more likely to get the win. They yeah, could, I they, see they
2: it. They could of it, but I'm going to say away, no honestly, with that one. I don't... I would really be surprised if either did, but I'll go with Eddie as well.
4: Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Sammy Callahan, CCW, we were just talking about him in his first Battle of Los Angeles.
2: Taking on Willie Mack. Now, I'm not aware of Willie Mack. Oh, Willie Mack's been... Bra- has heaven a... Even more breakout year in 2012 that he had last year, really moving up the ranks in the main event here. He's he was a CZW's best of the best earlier this year. He's made a uh, makes appearances also in NWA Hollywood. Very a lot of people kind of compare him to Samoa Joe, especially how uh, Willie Max Big Black dude about 285. I want to say about six four six five big dude, but he can he can move. He moves very uh, agile, quickly, almost like a hundred pounds. He moves like he was a hundred pounds lighter. Yeah, so I'm guessing with that one, I'm from what, from your description, Willie Mack will win. So Willie Mack, so again, sorry again, you. The who's Willie Mack facing?
4: Sammy Callahan.
2: Oh yeah, Willie Mack. Callahan. <laughs> yeah, Willie Mack. Callahan's been doing PWG stuff lately, but
4: Mack gets it. Yeah, uh, Sixth match. TJ Perkins versus Jerry Ryan. That's Jerry Ryan, former champion of the event, and also I think he's co owner of the thing, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he owns uh one P W G six or whoever you the have his eighty seven percent shit. He did win, yeah, back in two thousand ten under some uh I should say less than favorable circumstances under well the fans weren't really too happy he won. That's the best thing to say about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Joey Ryan for the history. I, I would, I would want to see TJ move on, but I think Joey gets just that token moving on
4: from okay. where I'm going to go out on the limb and just say TJ Perkins and some kind of swerve. Mm. There, there's one of your surprises, possibly. I don't know. Um, next up, another debutant who I'm not aware of, B-Boy, taking on Brian Cage, who
2: also I'm not. Where are these guys from? Are they, or are they just PWG? I'm not sure. Uh, Brian Cage mostly wrestles at PWG, also in WWE Hall we're kind of more in the Cali scene. Uh, as I mentioned many times, WWE at one point had some interest in him. B-Boy mainly wrestles at SoCal, wrestled at PWG, he's made appearances at Ring of Honor, he's made a few appearances at ZZW, IWA Mid-South. He's kind of wrestled around there. Very similar to Homicide, especially kind of in look and style. They're both stiff, working, no-nonsense-hitting type of guys.
4: So your thoughts on that one? I I, I don't want to say anything because I'm not aware of their stuff enough.
2: I'm going to say Brian Cage because much like Wooly Mack, he's really making waves in PWG, especially singles-wise. And he's kind of in a program somewhat with Steen or at least getting back. He's in the title picture, so.
4: And now I'm thinking this is where your surprise shock is coming, considering we haven't talked about it yet. The final match listed here, Roderick Strong in his seventh Battle of Los Angeles. So the second most experienced guy in this tournament, taking on newcomer Drake Younger.
2: I would like to see Drake move on. Especially because I believe he lives in Cali now. But regardless of uh, that, I think Roderick Strong's moving on. I, I would like to see Drake move on, but yeah. I think it's gonna be Roderick.
4: I'll, I'll just say Drake because I just think they might put him over because they all want to. Tra- because I, I know they don't really go brand specific, to, you know, to try and have all Ring of Honor people or whatever in. But I don't see. Sammy going through, and I just think Drake shown a lot of potential that I have seen in the matches from CZW over there,
2: because was, was he in was he in
4: Cage of Death last year?
2: He was in the Cage of Death show. He wasn't in the match. He was in the Cage of Death 2010. Uh, that might be where I saw him.
4: Because I've seen clips online at some of the matches, and I think I remember seeing him there. But yeah, so. he's
2: been in past ones too, but you'll see him.
4: Overall, I doubt... Have we ever had somebody retain the battle title? No, I think they've all... Nobody's won it twice. So, that could happen with Generico, but you know, they could. they could push any one of them, really. Yeah. I don't know whether they want to push a Ring of Honor talent, obviously, because then they'll just be compared to Ring of Honor.
2: Well, it really doesn't matter because it's kind of, there are Ring of Honor talent, but they do, it's Uh, more kind of what they do in PWG than say what they are in Ring of Honor or as we do in anybody. But more, I think, yeah, it's going to be one of the locals. I think it's going to be either Mac or Cage winning.
4: I'm just thinking that Ryan won't go over because if he is doing something with Impact, yeah. which is more than likely, it's going to be dumb. But it won't
2: necessarily stop him because the Young Bucks were still PWG Tag Champs when they, oh, uh, when they were Generation Me.
4: Okay, so with that, that rounds up tonight's show for whole indie show or today's show, depending when you're listening. Yeah, I've done that again. Brilliant. So, with that, you can catch all the other shows. The live shows, you've got the Wrestling News Live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. TNA Chat Live with Trey uh, Thursday, straight after the Impact post-show. Friday, the open book with myself and Sean on Fridays at 11 Eastern. We've got also Sunday Night Showdown when there is a pay-per-view on with TNA shows with Trey and Bronx and the WWE shows with JJ and Harmony, Shark if he can make it and Trey. And then podcast wise we've got Apart From Us we've got Beyond The Bell with Sean Beckerman and the Running the Ropes with Crowley and Mav, and... Have I forgotten one? I think,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, E-L-I-T-E Force Podcast and their Weekend Edition. You can check that out, too. The, the what? The E-L-I-T-E Force Podcast and their Weekend Edition. You can check out. out oh. as well.
4: <laughs> He's changed it. That's annoying. <laughs> I thought, I, you know... I was told if you said if you, I was told by a certain somebody from there that if you uh, called it a light again, then you might get a denial of service. I might. <laughs> oh my word! There you go. <laughs> with uh, if you want to get in touch with us with news and whatever your thoughts on CCW. Or Ring of Honor. Um, anything, contact us going by going to SNS.twis at yahoo.com. That's SNS.twis at yahoo.com. And for the first time in the since I think the the debut show that we did, we might as well plug our Twitters. I am Ash is my name UK
2: and Randy yours is you can get on my Twitter, that's an at RanMcElp91 That's R-A-N-M-C-E-L-P 91 Just repeat that again for you one more time That's R-A-N-M-C-E-L-P 91, RanMcElp91 Check it out, follow me I'll post shit on there I'll post shit on the website, I'll post shit on my Facebook I'll post shit everywhere, goddammit But just follow me. It
4: it. shit, by the way
2: Of course not. I'm not going to post fecal (laughs) matter onto my screen and then post a representation of it. it. If you want that, just look for it virally on YouTube.
4: Yes, I've seen that video. That's disgusting. I don't know which one, but I don't think I want
2: to see it. I'm seeing it. I
4: I vaguely remember hearing some story about some woman just taking a dump in Walmart. Quite literally. That's probably more of a regular occurrence, but nonetheless. (laughs) On that enlightening note...
2: Uh, Randy, any final words? Um, none. None that I can think of. Um, of course, check out our show each and every week. Um, yeah, next week PWI five
4: hundred will be yes, a big second. one. We'll be looking at it fully and going, "Why the hell isn't Colin Delaney on it?" <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so, him. If you can remember who he is, you get a house point. <laughs> But with that, he's been Randy, I've been Ashley. That was your slice of indie goodness for this week. And Song of the Night is dedicated to Prince Harry because, you know, good old him, pictures turned up on TMZ of him naked. So in honor, I'm not even going to say what the song is, but you'll get it as
2: soon as you hear it. Why, that never happens to Royals, them getting pictures taken of the naked. Why, well, I remember hearing about Fergie once... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Night, guys. Bye.
3: <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is news across the nation on the scene at the supermarket. There seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was standing over there by the tomatoes, and here he come, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and vegetables, naked as a jaybird. And I hollered over Ethel, I said, Don't look, Ethel! And it's too late, she'd already been incensed. Here he comes. Boogie-dad, boogie-dad. There he goes. Boogie-dad, boogie-dad. And he ain't wearing no clothes. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Boogie-dad, boogie-dad. Fastest thing on two feet. Look at that, look at that. He's just as proud as he can be, his anatomy, he gonna give us a peek, Well, oh, yes they call him the streak, he likes to show off his physique, look at that, look at that. if there's an audience to be found, he'll be streaking it round, inviting public critique, and this is your action you news order once again, and we're here at the gas station. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, did. I was just in here getting my tar checked, and he just appeared out of the traffic. Just come streaking around the grease right there. Didn't have nothing on but a smile. I looked in there, and Ethel was getting her cold drink. I hollered, "Don't look, Ethel!" And it's too late. She'd already been mooned. Flashed her right there in front of the shop, so.
0: Boogity
3: boogity. He ain't blue. Boogity, boogity. He's just in the mood to run in the news. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Boogity boogity. He likes to turn the other cheek. Boogity boogity. He's always making the news. When just his tennis shoes. guess you could call him unique. Once again, your Action News reporter in the booth at the gym covering the disturbance at the basketball playoff. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. Half time I was just going down there to get Ethel a snow cone. Here he come, right out of the cheap seats, dribbling. Right down the middle of the court. Didn't have on nothing but his P.S. Made a hook shot and got out through the concession stand. I hollered up at Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel! It was too late. She'd already got a free shot. Grand right there in front of the home page. Who well, is yes, they call him the street? Here it comes again. Ahead, Who's it that with him? Eftel! Is that you, E? He's just as proud as he can be. What do you think you're doing? Me, he gon' give us a- You empty. get your code dog! Who well, is yes, they calling the street? <laughs> Epcum!